I knew a girl that worked at Little Caesars and on a pizza. What for? Because she hated the people. Apparently. She got fired. Well, I hope so. The manager took one look at it, sniffed it, and said, you're fired. Well, yeah. I'm not sniffing that on my pizza. Girl peed on a pizza. It's gross. Welcome, folks, to Scotchcast. recording before. I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Lorg. 80's Jeff. Commander K. And Deb. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. Before I do, hey, what geeky stuff y'all do this week, huh? Played Fable 3. Today, okay, not today, uh, this week, we got, um, what did we got? We bought Fable 3, uh-huh. we bought Fallout, uh, New, Fallout Vegas. New Vegas, Force Unleashed 2, and Call, Call of Duty Black Ops. You went hardcore. We yeah. went hardcore oh, yeah. because we did the GameStop deal. He went de- hardcore. I, went, I know. I, went, I did the GameStop deal where you... Oh yeah, you get you pay fifteen bucks a year or something. You get ten yeah, percent off used games. So figure, new game sixty bucks, used game fifty five, fifty five bucks. <laughs> right. Take ten percent off it, forty nine fifty. Plus he had a coupon that um, you buy two, buy get, two one get one free. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I, I get this text message and he's like, "Just so you know, uh-huh. um, I went and bought some games." Like, okay. <laughs> this kind of text message you want. Yeah, and then I come home and there's like four new games. I'm like, holy crap, really? Okay. Eighties gets that text message every now and then. Yeah. And by every now and then, you mean every what? Every Monday, every couple of Wednesday, days, pretty much. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, these movies are waiting when you get home. Great. <laughs> One more thing. thing to... Front we, Mission we Evolved to... is waiting for me now. We have to like coordinate our purchases on Amazon now. Cause... We do. What did you buy this week? <laughs> he literally did that. I said, my package should be coming in any day now. And he goes, great. What did you buy? And uh, I ran down the list. He's like, okay, good. You didn't duplicate anything that I purchased already. Yeah. <laughs> and yet there's Christmas coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. dude. We are the worst. Pe- the, oh, the, yeah. Forget the it. The people in this room right now are the worst people to buy gifts for. Because you already buy it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If I see something I want, I buy it. And it's just, you know. So That's I why I it. either make my own stuff. Or yeah. I buy crazy whack job shit. Right. <laughs> Two That's words: gift certificate. Yes. There <laughs> really? You go. No matter what they uh, like to tell you, it's not a bad gift. I'm. I never look down on. You get the right store. Yeah. And I know you care. You know, yes. and, and and seriously, any more these days, if you give like an Amazon.com gift certificate, that's like putting gold in your stocking, right that's there. That's yeah. true. I mean, because you yeah. can spend yeah. that on anything. I mean, that store has gotten ridiculous with the amount of things that it carries now. That's true. Yeah. I we mean, talked about that in the last... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just awesome. I, I'm like, hmm, I need something. I need a water filter for the refrigerator. Oh, there they are. Hey, three-pack. That's cheaper than the, what I can buy it for at uh, the brick-and-mortar store down and another, the street. Uh, another and good no sales tax? Idea. Sold. Another good gift idea for your geek friends, people. Xbox points. Microsoft points. Yeah. yeah. Buy the cards. Yeah. People need them. And uh, if you're careful, a lot of times you can find um, places that, you know, you purchase something, you get like a free 1600 point Microsoft gift card. Or if you catch it, it, I haven't seen it this season, but they did it last year at uh, like GameStop. You bought something, you got a a 1600 point Microsoft um, uh, Xbox Live card for free. I just don't like hanging around the GameStops because there's so many kids in there. I tend to think things are sticky. But uh, and then there has been some places in the past where they do That's like a funny. discount, and it's like you know this card's on sale, you know it's five dollars off, so it's cheaper than buying it through Xbox Live. So you just have to watch out for those. Well, I don't have any experience with GameStop online, but I know the the live GameStops 
it smells kind of funny in mine. <laughs> they all smell a little weird. That and they're getting robbed. Who wants to be? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, walk inside. There's a guy with a gun. Stand over at that rack. Look like you're interested. Oh, yeah, go back about uh, ten episodes of the Geek Shock there and, and listen to Paul's story. One of Paul's great stories. For yeah, you. Oh. it's a bunch of it's a bunch of hideous people hanging around outside too, and a bunch of hoodlums. Really. Maybe I'm just... They're waiting the wrong place. Um, yeah. You remember where the GameStop is that we live by? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you don't live in a bad neighborhood. What's up? No, but the GameStop is on Cheyenne and Rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Is that a bad area now? Well, it's getting there. You get some questionable people. Once you get to, like, Cheyenne and Buffalo, you start to get to, like, the lower income areas up there. Mm. Lower income Relatively, that's the yeah. low end of yeah. some of yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> across the tracks of the nice area of town. No, it's not. Those people not. only have two stories in their houses. <laughs> Fuck them. That's uh, right. <laughs> only two gr- car garages in that. Chrome-plated uh, Galak. Next thing you know, they're gonna have foil in the windows. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they only have a three-car garage. We have a four-car garage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not Summerlin. Yeah. But anyway. They don't have <laughs> home recording studios in their places. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's go dive into this. All okay. right, of course, yes. news you don't give a shit about. Right. 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 Always. Uh, 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 All right, uh, press release. Uh, press release. Yeah, they're always great when you start with a, an official press release. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Atlas Entertainment announced today it is rebooting the beloved franchise, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I saw that on Facebook. With Warner Brothers Pictures. My cousin posted that. Whit Anderson, the writer of Last Days of Disco, is writing the script. Wait, the movie or TV series? The, uh, the, the movie. Better, yeah, they can't oh, okay. do a freaking TV yeah, series. No way. Why not? Uh, approach, quote, Whit approached us with an exciting idea of how to update Buffy, said Roven with producers. Radio drum. There is an active fan base eagerly awaiting this character's return to the big screen. We are thrilled to team up with Doug and Roy on reimagining of Buffy and the world she inhabits. Inhabits. Details <laughs> of the film are being kept under wraps, but I can say that while this is not your high school Buffy, she'll be just as witty, tough, and sexy as we all remember her to be. Uh, Wes Anderson so far set to helm. Mm-hmm. Wes Anderson. Why do I, what's he done? Didn't he got did uh, uh, Rushmore? Is that him? Um, I could find out. All right. Well, well, uh, well. Jeff goes to the internet. Um, <laughs> to the internet. Just, just Whedon actually put a response to this out there. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, this is his statement. This is a sad. Sad reflection on our times. <laughs> when people must feed off the carcasses of beloved stories from their youths just because they can't think of an original idea of their own, like I did with my Avengers idea that I made up myself. <laughs> Obviously, I have strong mixed emotions about something like this. My first reaction upon hearing this was right, was writing it was, uh, Wilt Stillman and Wes Anderson, this is going to be the most sardonically adorable movie ever. Apparently, I was misinformed. Then I thought... I'll make a mint. This is worth more than all my Toy Story residuals combined. Apparently, I am seldom informed of anything, and possibly a little slow, but seriously, are vampires even popular anymore? I always hoped that (laughs) Buffy would live on after my death, but, you know, after. I, I, I don't love the idea of my creation in other hands, but I'm also well aware that many more hands than mine went into making the show that it was, and there's no legal grounds for doing anything other than sighing audibly. 
I can't wish people who are passionate about my little myth ill. I can, however, take this time to announce that I'm making a Batman movie because there's a franchise that truly needs updating. So, look for <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises way earlier than the other one and also more cheaply and in Toronto, rebooting in a theater near you. <laughs> That's funny. Wes Anderson, what you got? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the ah, Royal yes. Tenenbaums, ah, yes. and for some reason it's cutting off the rest of the list here. Okay, so the Life horrible. Aquatic, that's it's another one? Be, yeah, 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 that's right. You're right, the Life Aquatic. You can't do Buffy that way. So, uh, Rush, oh. You're right, he did direct Rushmore. Okay. So then Bill Murray's going to be her uh, watcher? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I might watch that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I would watch that. Actually. But man, it's, it's, it's going to take it something. I could see being okay if it was, you know, like... They didn't relate it to the Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy, but they more related it to the movie. Uh, well, I think Christy Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> they, sh- they should bring her back. Need you. She she could be the new You're mom. Invoke her name. She's gonna come out of the floor. Christy Christy Swanson could play the mom now because she's straight out of the Fangoria. She's looking a little haggard Buffy now. Buffy Junior. We could have like Buffy babies. Uh, that was called Dawn, and we all hated it. What? Buffy babies. I love it. Buffy Buffy babies babies will make your dreams come true. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was avoiding that. Actually, sounds like a website I accidentally stumbled across. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting to hear from the FBI on that one. Oh. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. Type your computer. The fourth entry in the franchise is to be called Underworld: New Dawn. Man, just give it up. Here's the synopsis Bloody Disgusting found. Quote, After being held in a coma-like state for 15 years, vampire Celine, Kate Beckinsale, learns that she has a 14-year-old vampire-like and hybrid daughter, Nyssa. (laughs) (laughs) And when she finds her, they must stop Biocom from creating super lichens that will kill them all. Okay. What? (laughs) What? Where did this come from? Bloody Disgusting unearthed this uh, synopsis. I'm not sure where they got it from, but apparently it's fairly official. They get official. it from 4chan? What the hell? <laughs> is she, is Kate Beckinsale actually going to, I don't know, do the movie? Uh, yes. That's, she, that's she is she married real? to the yeah. and, uh, guy who's directing it's, it's So far, everyone's feeling it's uh, it's seeming a little Twilighty. It's edging toward that. Uh, Ooh, is well, she gonna I will say, I love the original. Uh-huh. Well, the first two. Sure, she did, the you know, prequel was a little weak. but uh, Rise of the Lycans? I am in, or a lichen. That one. Oh, <laughs> is that the one with Rona Mitra, the poor man's Kate Beckinsale? Yep. Yeah. Let me um, just take this opportunity to say, Kate Beckinsale is one of the hottest moms on the planet. That woman does yeah. not look like she's had, what, two kids? Yes, because it's her job. Well, I, I get that. <laughs> look that oh, way. Well, I get there's that. some of them who fall down on the job. Yeah. That's I true. saw her like five feet from me, and she's smoking hot. She is smoking hot. And she's smoking. She got like... <laughs> During the filming of Pearl Harbor, when they were doing like a press tour touring the uh, touring real uh, aircraft carriers, uh-huh. she was busted not once but twice smoking in an area she shouldn't have been smoking. Uh-huh. No sign, you know. Yep, because and this is on a this is on a warship where maybe you shouldn't smoke where they say don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you might blow yourself up. She'll learn a lesson. As long as there was a, not a no spitting sign nearby. <laughs> That's yeah. No one. Ding. All right. Nothing. Bye. <laughs> Everybody knows the symbol for USB, that little three-pronged, you know. Yeah, that weird thing. Right. Yeah. It's not it the like letters USB. It's squiggle. Uh, the Guardian newspaper translates from the Portuguese. The evangelical cult, uh, try again. Evangelical cult Paz do Senhor Amado 
peace of the beloved Lord, translated, in the interior of Brazil forbids its followers to use any USB technology by contending that it uses a symbol that shows sympathy for the devil. Because it's slightly Please resembling a pitchfork. Please <laughs> According man. to its founder... The apostle Welder Saldana says that this is just another symbol of Satan, which is always present in all Christian homes. Pleased to meet you. Quoting the uh, apostle, the symbol. Are you done? (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's my favorite Stone song. That's great. (laughs) I'm glad you enjoy it so much. That isn't just part of that cult. You just want to say it. Damn, busted. So is male. Quoting the apostle, the symbol of that name, which a name which he doesn't even like to pronounce, is a trident, which is used to torture souls that go to hell. First oh, off, you mean like the thing we have hanging in our kitchen? Yes, we that's, do. Not, that's not even the trident's not even in the Bible. That was created by the Renaissance artists to. Give an image to this dark... Wait, and, yeah, he's basing fun. on this whole thing on, on, on art. Wait, you have a trident in your kitchen now? You, you remember the, the, the Mormon religion, right? You know, you know that yeah, big so. sword that I brought home? Yes. That Kirsten, well, Kirsten right. gave Barry uh, a big trident. Okay. Yeah, needless to say, Very. the weapons were personality appropriate. Yeah. Yes, they May were. I take <clears throat> your trident, sir? And four yeah. out of five dentists <laughs> surveyed recommend torturing sh- souls in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so the trident... Use only a symbol of those shows that all users of the vile technologies are actually worshippers of Satan, explains the Apostle. Wow. So if you use USB, you are inadvertently worshipping Satan. Wow. So measures were taken so that all the USB connections of his followers were exchanged for common connections and even the Bluetooth, which according to the Apostle is permitted for, quote, blue was the color of the eyes of our Savior Jesus Christ, Unquote. Oh, my God. Like, not. <laughs> That's probably unlikely. So, yeah. So, if you're out there using the USB by... By God, man. That's that's the wasp <laughs> version of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> this is out of Portugal. Blonde hair, blue-eyed wow. Christ. This is true. Wow. Nice. I mean, Portugal, they... they Oh, never mind. No, yeah. this is uh, this is Brazil. Oh, I'm well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Brazil is Portuguese culture, right, right. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, Brazil, Brazil, even even more. Oh, no. It's South America. You know, they love the Jesus down there. Yeah, but the blue eyed Jesus and the sex. And the I would have thought. I would have. And the wax. <laughs> and that's all the shit news. But I thought it was all pretty wow, significant that's overall. That's uh, fine. Three items minimum. You got to have at least three, right? Yeah, there's the always tri- three the shitty trifecta. things every week. <laughs> the big trifecta. Well, I'm looking at this thing, the USB symbol. It kind of does look like a trident. Yeah, well, I, I can see where it's sympathy for the devil because only one of them's pointed. The other one's square. The other one's round. Yeah. So that, that's showing that they're not all pointed. So That's not a devil's symbol. That's like a tentacle if you turn your head this way. That's a symbol of Cthulhu. Okay, Ooh. see? See? So they're, they're completely off. A, yeah. diff, a it, different old god. Totally it just goes to show again. people will see things that they want to see wherever they want to see them. <laughs> yep. I see it as an eating utensil, which USB like makes me hungry. Like Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or a little tree. Now, I'm going to go with Cthulhu. All right. And we're going to go with Weekend Geek. Here's the real stuff. Woo-hoo. All right. On November 21st, 2010, a man drove under the 7,500 square meter LED screen at The Place, which seems to be a mall, in Beijing. 
sat down on a prepared lounge chair, whipped out his laptop connected to the world's second largest LED screen above, and played an MMO for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a, if, you're, if you're wondering what I'm, you know, I'm talking about, it's basically a screen like the one in Las Vegas at the Fremont Experience. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Wow. According to MMO site insiders, renting the screen for that amount of time cost the man, man around $15,000. Holy crap. Now, the screen normally features fairly useless scenery, such as underwater scenes uh, or an assortment of coins, but the identity of the MMO is yet to be discovered. Because they got he lots of crazy ones over there. 10 minutes? And... Yeah, they, he, for $15,000, he got to use it for 10 minutes. But no one can figure out what game he was playing? Uh, not yet. They, there's, they saw loading screens or see in the game, but there's so many Asian-centric MMOs out there, and especially a lot of free-to-play ones that people are really into. Yeah. Gotcha. That on the gotcha. Western side, we have no idea what he's playing. Could be something we don't know. $15,000. Yeah. That's crazy. Do, well, you know what? Apparently he's Fuck got you, money. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. That is. Plenty of. Yeah. Hey, if you had that kind of money, wouldn't you just do random shit like that? I was going to say, no. I know Barry would. <laughs> no, yes, I wouldn't do would. random things. My, I would be very focused. Would you? I'd buy a submarine. <laughs> exactly my point. Better. With LED screen walls, so you can yeah. play the MMO well, yeah, in the submarine. Uh, so you can play Star Trek online on in he, the submarine. Oh, whoa, 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 ain't no one playing Star Trek online <laughs> in here. He'd, he'd go rent Fremont Street Experience for the like, the day. Put porn oh, on it. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> Isn't there already? No. Oh, connect to that uh, WW. Oh, put connect on there. Is that what you're saying? No, the, oh. no, no. The girl peeing on pizza dot com. <laughs> or, I hope that or, doesn't exist Or he'll just put rubberwang.com on the screen yeah. Hey, yeah. everyone's favorite site, rubberwang.com If you miss Paul, go visit rubberwang.com Dig ass far, Paul uh, This was sent to us by David Farrar Regular hey, show, benefactor yes. of the show It's from CNN Health The rapid-fire visual puzzles that make Tetris so engrossing May also make the video game a promising treatment for post-traumatic stress A new study suggests hmm. Recurring intrusive thoughts of post-traumatic events or events are one of the hallmark symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, a type of anxiety disorder, if you're unfamiliar. According to the study, which appears in the journal PLOS, P-L-O-S, only the O is not capitalized, PLOS 1, playing Tetris soon after a traumatic experience appears to protect against flashbacks by distracting the brain from an event and short-circuiting how upsetting memories and images are stored. And not just any video game will do. Notably, the study found that games that rely on trivia or language skills do not appear to have the same therapeutic effect as stacking Tetris blocks, probably because they activate different areas of the brain. More importantly, the protective effect of Tetris seems to be lasting. Over the following week, Members of the Tetris group continue to experience fewer flashbacks compared to the quiz game and control groups. <laughs> the group who played the quiz game actually experienced more flashbacks over the week than the group who did nothing. Hmm. I contend that that study is bullshit, and I will tell you why. Because Tetris gives you your own stress disorder. <laughs> I remember when Tetris first came out for the Nintendo, no. I played the hell out of it. Right. As did all the rest of the neighborhood kids and everyone else I know, yeah, even I never, my parents. I never got right. to because On the original Monopoly. Game Boy. Game Boy or the weird Russian version, mainly the, the nice version that Nintendo put out. Okay. Okay. I saw Tetris, Tetris blocks everywhere in, yep. in my sleep. 
I, I would like walk down the street and I'd like be filling in buildings with Tetris blocks. Well, Super okay. Puzzle like Fighter Bejeweled. Turbo did that. Anytime to me. I used to spend like more than ten minutes on Bejeweled on Facebook. I'm driving on the freeway, and you see how you could shift cars so that everything's blocked. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why you drive like oh, you yeah. do. When right? I was a lead at Star Trek, the experience and filling out rotations, the same thing. I'd see the whole rotational blocks, and I'd start seeing, and I'd dream of the rotation sheet and names just falling into place, tunk, into positions and stuff like that. But you're staring <laughs> at Tetris for so long, you're playing it over and over and over again, and it's so addictive. It's such a good game that it causes its own disorder. So I think it, it may... Eliminate the flashbacks, but I think it causes its own. That's right. They need to do a follow-up study a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but what's worse, a PTSD uh, flashback or seeing Tetris blocks in real life? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I seriously <laughs> think the PTSD would be worse. You know? know. Do you want to you know, see repeated flashbacks of your best friend getting his arm blown off? I highly doubt it. No, I, would, I would rather those see blocks some, were pretty bad. I would I would rather see blocks <laughs> than that. Well, I'll tell you this: my mother actually had to stop playing Tetris after she was dreaming about it. She essentially just pretty much at that point said, "I can't do this anymore." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not yep. if it's entering my head in my sleep. In an attempt to update nine one one to current trends in modern technology. The Federal Communications Commission is looking to have the emergency service respond to text messages and video streaming from mobile phones. Allowing for text messages and streaming video would actually help people report crimes without being overheard. The FCC pointed to the Virginia Tech shooting as a situation where text messaging and other means of modern communication would have been helpful. At the moment, details have not yet been revealed as to where the money for the upgrades will come from. It's a good idea, though. It is a good idea. Well, and 911 operators get paid pretty decent money, too. So, yeah, so... They could, you know, cut their budget and make money for, uh... For texting. Updating technology. Well, someone still has to dispatch from, uh... From texts, from right. tweets. Yeah. Tweets and texts. Yeah, they'd have to have more staff. But, no, they, uh... They staff a bunch of 16-year-olds that can just buzz through those I'm... messages. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Probably be easier. Apparently, they, uh, a lot of 911 Rob operators, <laughs> they go through them very quickly because they get traumatized just by being on the phone with people who are going through traumatic situations. Um. And then, after the, the, after the video text has been sent, they can play tex- Tetris. While <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're waiting. All correlates. <laughs> Netflix has already rolled out a streaming-only service for some U.S. customers, but today they've made it officially available to all with a $7.99 month unlimited streaming plan, which does not cover DVDs by mail anymore. As Netflix really? CEO Reed Hastings said during the company's quarterly earnings announcement in October, quote, by every measure, we are now primarily a streaming company that also offers DVD by mail, unquote. In reflection of this, the company has raised the prices on DVD service. I think perhaps we should switch to that, because when is the last time you got a new DVD? Yeah, well, that's because it kind of got lost in the house, and it's been there since, like, August. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. No more DVDs for switching to streaming. So you're saying only. there's a Netflix coaster somewhere in your place? And we, I just picked it up today to put it in the mail. Nice. <laughs> put it in the mail? No. What the? <laughs> it was this evening. <laughs> Don't kick me. I will say, I'm, when it comes to Netflix, I'm really not interested in all the 
everyday stuff. It's the really niche stuff that's really in that you can only get on DVD that I really exactly. get into. Because yeah. a lot of that stuff doesn't go to streaming until after it's been out for a while with the licensing right. or whatever. And, and a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in won't go to streaming at all. Like the uh, game uh, Dungeon Master uh, documentary I just saw the uh, last week. Right. That's something that'll never go to streaming. But uh, DVD, you bet it. But you if they bet. put everything to streaming now. Well, that's See, the problem. They're probably not going still, to. It's yeah. still licensing. There's still a lot of licensing issues, especially with older properties that they can buy the DVDs for easily, but they can't yeah, license the for right. for digital streaming. It's 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 a great in theory plan, but I think you still at this point in our society still need the physical media. To at a least degree, to have I just it don't need it. Well. Up cost every month. I would love it if I could stream everything I want from Netflix instantly. But I was also saying this. If I put it into my streaming queue, it means I put it into a purgatory where I will never watch it like many of these DVDs behind me. Oh, that's ridiculous. Unless it's like sent to me. Yeah, you've had movies on there for like two years you've never even touched. If it... If I don't have some kind of mailing thing sitting in the corner saying I'm paying for the service, I need to mail this back and watch it because it's got to go back eventually. So It's like that spinach I bought and put it in the fridge. I never ate it. Went bad. <laughs> it's just like that, people. But my DVD doesn't go bad. Yeah, it will. <laughs> Depends on what you get. <laughs> you mean like well, this copy of Caligula? <laughs> That'll never go bad. You mean bad. my Being Human Season 1 disc is going to eventually turn into Batman and Robin? Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly right. There you go. And then eventually, like years from now, you lift up a piece of paper and oh look there's a DVD it's Degrassi next generation oh, oh throw oh, it oh. away throw it away so you're saying it improves with age oh, oh. Yeah, I know yeah, only no. one here that's no. going to say that no the combating online infringement and counterfeits act passed unanimously through the Senate Judiciary Committee this Thursday but fortunately it didn't get much further Oregon uh, Senator Ron Wyden exercised his power to place a hold on pending legislation to stop the bill from traveling to the Senate floor. His hold will prevent the bill from passing out of committee this year. Proponents of the bill will have to wait until the next time Congress convenes and then try to reintroduce the measure. If passed, the bill would allow the U.S. Attorney General to seek judicial permission to order the shutdown of any infringing domain name where infringing means allowing access to anything that they don't have the rights to. But wait, it gets better. Okay. If the site is not located in the U.S., it would also allow the USAG to get permission to tell ISPs, financial service providers, and advertisers to stop providing service to that domain. And it would create two lists. One of sites that the AG has ordered taken down, which ISPs, financial services, and advertisers would be required to boycott. And one of sites that the AG has alleged are infringing and boycotting of which would earn ISPs, financial services, and advertisers immunity from prosecution under the bill. Regardless of your personal stance on file sharing, if you're a user of the Internet, you should be able to see that this bill is set an alarming precedent for the way our government responds to civil disputes in an online realm. Who wrote it? It also makes no effort to allow otherwise infringing sites to distribute data that does not infringe. For example, the bill could allow AG, uh, the Attorney General, to shut down YouTube because its uploaders copyrighted, uh, uploaded copyrighted content. Not to mention the potential use of the Attorney General's new powers for political reasons. Who wrote yeah, really. this bill? I'm Republican. not sure who wrote it. No, you'd be surprised. Yeah, There's a lot of Democrats that yeah, write that know, shit. Uh, 
Yeah. Unless they invoke the name of Joe Lieberman. But, uh, but, fuck se- him, but Senator Wyden, thank you for uh, thank you, Senator Wyden. This one in its tracks. Bless you. Yeah. It's, that man, would be ridiculous. It's a little 1984 for me. Yeah, this right. would have been null and void if they had passed that net- neutrality legislation from earlier yeah, this year. I know. That's true. Both sides of the aisle. The problem is, I mean, I can see where they're coming from because, yeah, there are some sites out there that are, you know, handing out things that... Don't belong to them? Well, it's not so much that as, you know, there's movies that they're getting illegal copies of and so therefore no one's making any money off of it, yada, yada, yada. Right. But things like YouTube, people are kind of just, they're uploading like a two-minute bit of something. Right. But they're allowed to do that if they own the material. It's that it was part of the legislation that was passed earlier this year that they're allowed to do that. If you own a physical copy of something, you can take snippets of it and make your own little clips. Right. Because that's what they were. That's originally one of the issues they had was that people were uploading copyrighted material to uh, YouTube that they made their own little clip of, or they made some little spoof of, and the studios were going. You've got to pull that down. That's that we own the rights to that. Well, legislation passed earlier this year that said that if that person owns a physical copy of that media, they're allowed to make you know parodies, wow, uh, clips like that. <clears throat> but you That's know nice. they have to own it, and so you know it, it was their right to put well, I guess that it's material. True. The little the message on the very front of like a movie says you're not allowed to show this like in its entirety, you know, to right. an yeah. audience. You know, yeah. So I guess they are kind of. Well, keep in mind, all those old. senators and congressmen are under a lot of pressure and influence. Yeah, from <laughs> monetary Hollywood. influence. So find out who wrote this bill in the first place. Who is a supporter of it? And those are the people that you rally against and get them voted out of office. Yeah, except we just had a voting. Whoops. Round. Well, next round. Little late, Another Barry. Year. Yeah. Thank two you. More, you. Got two more years there, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be nice to know who. Uh, yeah. Who was responsible for this shit? Yeah. It's the importance of net neutrality, folks. On the other side of news, a site called Spacetoys.com is selling a one-to-one scale model of the Space Shuttle Orbiter for a cool $2.2 million. Wow. A, a model? The Space Shuttle Orbiter is 122 feet long with a wingspan oh of 78 feet and a height of 59 feet. The official product description... These are the incredible one-to-one space shuttle orbiter replicas. These replicas are incredible. Made to close exact dimensions of the original space shuttle orbiters. The price does not reflect an interior, but a full interior is available. Please call for more information. Wow. You don't even get an interior? This replica will not fly. Shipping <laughs> Shipping will be the responsibility of the purchaser. Holy crap. What about... Like, and setup the of the replica yeah. is extra. Please wow. call. Oh my God! Why? Why would you do that? Please Why give us two point two million crap? dollars so you can try and build it yourself. Or you could take that two point two million and put it towards buying one of the used space shuttles, which could be going on the market yeah, soon. Or sure. you could take that two point two million dollars and apply it for more than ten minutes on the largest screen of your choice. Or there you, you could take that two point two million dollars and hire a bunch of carpenters to build your own with you an could, interior. Or you could take that two point two million and go on what ten a hundred. Some odd Virgin Galactic flights, something like that. There you what go. What are they? Two hundred grand, twenty grand, or something like that? Actually, yeah. two followed by some zeros. Now, <laughs> other models for sale on the same site: a full-scale model of the Apollo lunar lander. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. A life-size astronaut replica. Uh huh. And an inflatable Mars, not to scale. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> life-size Mars delivery. Your responsibility. <laughs> 
Now, this one, I this references a, a video you can see online. It's it's two girls one fascinating cup. to watch. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Two guys Mr. one horse. Mrhands.com. Yes, that's the one. Anything on EPUB? <laughs> University of Central Florida School of Business professor Professor Richard Quinn found out a large portion of his students cheated on an exam in his class, mm-hmm. which led him to perform a little investigating work. The professor apparently received a test bank in his mailbox. A test bank essentially is where they have a collection of questions and answers that they'll pull a number of uh, questions for the test off of. Like 200 questions and answers, 50 of those will be on the test randomly. Test bank. He received a test bank in his mailbox from what seemed to be either a guilty party with a guilty conscience or a pious student who wanted to incriminate the rotten cheaters. Quinn then performed some fancy analysis and found that the grading curve on the test was much higher than the grading curve of previous classes, which led him to perform some undisclosed analyses and undiscovered and then sorry uncovered who most of the cheating students were. Apparently, the test bank that circulated among the question contained 700 questions and answers, which they took 50. During the 14-minute lecture, which I watched all of today, which was fantastic, he presented this choice, this choice to the students. Admit they cheated, attend a four-hour ethics course, and there won't be a permanent record of the cheating, or be handed over to the UCF academic authorities and face a punishment that would most likely result in being booted from the school. Over 200 students ended up admitting they cheated. Holy crap. 200. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Freaking huge. You know what? That was some of the most amazing human drama. That 15 minutes of watching this professor lecture his class about how he uncovered all this information and showed him like the graphs. Was like, because it's a business course. It's a business graphs course, basically, of of business statistics. So he's like, I applied basically the business statistics of this class to show how you all are cheating. Wow. (laughs) Now, were they cheating in the sense that they found these 700 questions and answers and then essentially memorized? All 700? And Basically, then... yes. So how is that actually cheating? Uh, it's cheating because... because you have the questions and answers, even though that bank is supposed to discourage it because there's so many. Right. But still, possession of that, that uh, question bank is completely unlawful in academia. That will get you kicked out of school just possessing one of those. You think memorizing the 700 questions and answers, you'd actually learn something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, you're still learning the material. <laughs> yeah. If you're memorizing the questions and you're memorizing the answers, well, it's yeah, the I same can, as memorizing see, a textbook. I could see it not being a big deal, but if it's exactly word-for-word word questions that yes, have been is. found on tests given by professors, that's cheating. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. the exact questions that are going right. to be on the that's test. That's cheating. If it's the same material... Just slightly worded in a different way, and then they reformulate the yeah, question. These, then that's not cheating. These are basically provided by the uh, textbook companies. Uh, oh, okay. So it's not like tests that he's put out in the past that students have right. that it's have like taken one the of those course. Because I know that this was happening. No. It's was not happen- like Laszlo Hollyfeld, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. Because when I was in college, this was going around too. Like, you know, there were uh, study groups you get together, and, and they would have students from previous. Um, years that had essentially taken all of the tests mm-hmm. and compiled them into these are questions that this professor has answer uh, that has asked, asked over the you know the last mm. say four years and these are the answers and technically so, in academia that is cheating and you can't get booted for that yep. yeah I'm I'm just I'm not saying I did it oh, I'm I, just I, saying I that did, I was I, aware it was out dude, there of all the people I know you didn't do yeah 
I studied my <laughs> ass off. There's a, apparently a big problem with uh, other people taking other people's uh, courses and uh, especially doing like their online thesis, courses. Doing no, doing their thesis for them and stuff oh, like oh, really? that. Because I, I I read a, a, an article about this recently uh, where this guy gets paid a lot of money to take everyone else's courses for them. Not the tests, really, so much as just writing their papers. Right. Yeah. It's a big business. It is. Other people writing other people's papers. I have a a friend who's a professional writer, and in the slow times, which for writers there are many, has written college papers for people. And they're, they're, they're like experts in everything. Yeah. They take crash courses in it. They read a bit, and then you just regurgitate a lot of facts and certain sentences. Well, but how do they get around the whole not knowing about stuff? Well, no. If, you, if you've written like if you have to, if it's one of those classes where you have to submit maybe five or six papers, what happens if you only ask them to do one for you? How do you make it sound like? Well, you don't. You ask them to do one for you, and then you ask them to do the rest of them so that you don't sound different in your next few papers. Yeah. See, so then they got you. He's got a little repeat business going. And it's expensive, but it's worth every penny. <clears throat> and it's much easier to do now with all these uh, colleges offering online courses. Well, see, I, my you... entire degree, my entire master's degree yeah. is online, distance yeah. ed through ASU. And, I mean, all of our tests are, you can use any source you want, except you can't talk to other students in the class. Which means Even you Wikipedia? Pull, you can pull anything uh. out of the internet you want. And, um, I mean, all you have to do is they give it to you and you turn it back in four days later. So there and... really is no check and balance to see if it's no. me. There's, there's, I mean, in a lot of cases, you never have to stay, even if you're taking online courses through your own university, you know, like, let's say you're going to UNLV here and you take, you know, three of the six courses that you're taking a semester or four, and you're taking three of them online. In many cases, you don't even have to step into the classroom, even though you're physically here in Las Vegas, you may never have to go to campus and turn in any papers. You do it right. all online. Yeah, I, I did that when I was at UNLV. And I know people at UNLV that do this. Everybody's that, cheating, That man. take these online do? courses. And I'm not saying I know anybody that cheats. I'm just saying that they've told me, yeah, I've never had to step foot in a classroom for this course. No, I didn't this course. when I went there. And I had a couple online courses. You never do. Crazy. It's like I never met the professor, never went to office hours, never you know, had to ask him any questions. Well, I'm going to ASU and I live in Nevada. Yeah, I mean. So, you know. Office hours are, are moot now because the professors are like, like well, email the, me the question and I'll do the best I can to answer it and email you back as rapidly as I can. So, I know. ought to teach college. <laughs> yes, you should. What would you teach, Barry? Awesome. You'd need a master's degree. I would teach care. how to be awesome. So what would your textbook be? You don't, I don't need a textbook. Yeah, you do. Well, there you go. Textbook. There's a textbook. I don't need a textbook. Can't be all lecture. Yeah, here it'll be. It'll be a, a textbook full of pictures of me. You know, anymore, you don't often need a master's degree to teach. You, you, need, you can a need a bachelor's. Of, you need a certain amount of master's credits to be able to teach college. Yes. Uh, well, it depends on which college you're talking about, because I was uh, even approaching CSN, about... No one will give me even credit. Even at CSN, because I applied for a job Rob there, and I didn't college. have enough yeah. well, well, yes, if you want to attach, go to the College of Phil Clunker, I'm sure you're going to be fine. No, but I'm saying that, that I was approached about teaching courses at CSN in in video editing, but I didn't have enough... Because of your extensive uh, <laughs> business knowledge? No, because I've, I've done a lot of video editing over the last 10 years. Really? But... but Got to rethink my CSN. The bachelor's degree was all that they needed as far as degree-wise, but I had to have a certain minimum number of real-world hours of video editing, and I was shy of maybe that at the time. Maybe that's that profession, because I was looking, oh, fly. I was looking at a, um, a science lab, 
mm -hmm. um, assistant position, and it yeah. was doing the lab portion, not the lecture portion. And I still had to have, I think it was a minimum of like 24 credits and master's work to be able to qualify. Uh, see, mm -hmm. I didn't cheat. I just lied. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to provide transcripts for those types of uh, things. Uh, Photoshop. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll teach Photoshop. I was going to say, Barry could teach Photoshop or any web design because he's had, what, That's at least point. 10 years of real-world experience, and you've got, you know, proof of everything you've ever done. Yeah. yeah but see, so. that's, that's different. That's different than a scholastic-based field. That's true. So. Yeah. I just, you know, I'll just give on my own degrees. And I you also text. get, like, an order, like, a large fries with, with every degree. A large fry with your degree of awesome? <laughs> with a degree of awesome. That's how awesome it is. Now, how about your jar of marinara with you going? Yeah. Yes, because business school graduates these days are the, the smartest people in the world. <clears throat> Economy. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's why two of them, 200 of them just cheated. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, they're, a... they're learning from real world experience. There you go. Oh, I went there. <laughs> <laughs> 80s Jeff, wow. you scamp. Yeah. <laughs> way to pat yourself. Yeah. Here's a funny story. Do you hear about those Shrek glasses that, uh, that, uh... They recalled because yeah. they were toxic or whatever? Yeah. They recalled because, yeah, they had toxic traces of lead? Yeah. Well, it turns out it was one, wasn't just those Shrek glasses that are tainted. It's every single novelty glass given out by fast food restaurant chains in America for, say, the last 50 years or so. Sweet! I have a whole box of them at home. Yay! Awesome! Have you used or are still using Star Wars glasses? Yes. Muppets glasses? Yes. Superhero glasses. Disney. Yes. You are being poisoned from the AV Club. A specially commissioned laboratory test of 35 separate drinking glasses made between the late 60s to this year, including those with enamel designs of Superman, Batman, and characters from The Wizard of Oz, found that all of them exceeded federal limits on lead in children's product up, Holy to, shit. up to 1,000 times. Wow. Many of these coming from glasses given out as part of various fat fast food promotions no, over the years. Right, no, not any glass? No, no these glass. are glass. These okay, are the ones glass. with glass and etchings on them. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Been drinking a lot of... No, all, all mine stay in boxes. I don't use mine to drink out. Did you used to when you were a kid? Nope. Puts all, all new boxes. meaning to the statement, I'll fill you full of lead. Yeah, you I did. have a bunch of glasses up here that you drink out of all the time. <laughs> I, I know. drinking now. <laughs> I, I had some Garfield glasses and some Star Wars glasses as a kid, but I haven't drank out of like fast food glasses in a while. That explains a lot. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we broke the last of the E.T. ones, didn't we? we On purpose? Yes. No, not on purpose. I think no. they just they got dropped and shattered. It was kind of a it was it was our little uh, tribute to you know, Jewish joy. Oh, yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> Huzzah! Wait, wrong one. Yes. <laughs> Huzzah! Really? Hey, medieval Jews. <laughs> Huzzah! Before fourteen ninety two. <laughs> oh. I think the word you're looking for is Mazel Tov, but yes, I think I was looking for Mazel Tov. Wow! Oh, I want to do that someday. Jewish it's wedding, just huzzah. crush on the glass, and huzzah! Occasionally, the wires in my brain get crossed. Oh. <laughs> hey, at least they're still working now. You know, who knows? And as the bride and groom walk down the aisle, you go lightning bolt. <laughs> With all the Alzheimer's history in my family, I'm lucky if I'll make it to oh, 60 and be able to remember those, anything. Uh, it's the lead. It's the lead in those glasses. It's yeah. the lead in the glasses. There it is. That's <laughs> what so you get for your drink from E.T. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here, Barry, the news you've been waiting for. Star Trek Online has announced yeah. a contest. Get ready. I know this one. 
Should we reactivate our accounts? No. Mm-hmm. Starting no. on December 9th, they're going to start taking design submissions for the next version of the Enterprise. What? One winner will have their idea made into an actual in-game ship. What's most intriguing is the implication that this will make their design canonical. Cryptic's announcement states they are working with CBS to offer the contest. Winners will so receive a gamut of prizes, running from an Alienware laptop to a simple copy of Star Trek Online, kind of making this more interest to non-players than players. But yes, right now it's uh, up in the air as to whether this will affect future Trek franchises. Here's why it won't matter, because there will never be another Trek after Nemesis that will go... Yeah, uh, like beyond, a- beyond yeah. or after Picard time. So everything that exists right now already exists, except didn't they modify the design on the newest? You one? don't know that. Please, they're in the new universe now. All that shit in the uh, Star no, Trek actually, Online so that's is old true. universe. They're in the new universe. So they could do whatever they want. Yeah. So all the stuff in Star Trek Online is old universe. It is. It's old. old right. universe. But they could still use that Original new universe. design for the new universe. Yes, they, they could. could. But are they gonna? No. Don't know if it's cool Never enough. Never gonna Cause happen. Because they're going to make them sign a release that it can be used for whatever. Absolutely. And they so, can use it for whatever they want. So they say, you know, it's a, it's a fucking cool design. Let's just roll with it. Even if it ends up as a ship that gets destroyed in the first battle the first five minutes or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's still the person who designed it. It still gets to be on that big screen with yeah, the name Star Trek attached cool. to it. Wow. You could say you designed the Enterprise. That's kind of neat. How, yeah. wh- what are the submissions? Like, what's the criteria? It's got to oh, be in a 3D it's, it's studio gotta, or... It's got to be a, I don't know, fucking do it in crayon for all I know. I have no idea the, oh, great. the how it's done, but I, wanna, I think you should do it in crayon. I'm going to do it with pipe cleaners and popsicle sticks. There you go. Chip it in a box. Yeah. Macaroni yeah. pieces. Paper box. plates. Macaroni art. You paper make... plates with paper towel rolls. <laughs> you should make it out of video game boxes. And then one day Barry gets mad and he takes his phaser rifle and he smashes his model and then somebody walks up oh, and she broke no! your little ships. <laughs> you knew I was going to go there at some point. You just you had to know. I was. Of course, now Barry's got me thinking, who are they going to cast in the Next Generation reboot when that comes up? Oh, God. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't use the reboot word. It's going to happen. 20 years from now, it's going to happen. Next Generation, the new universe. The new generation the universe. New, the new, new next yeah. generation. The new next universe generation. <laughs> and slowly Torgo's br- bl- bl- brain. <laughs> 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 Case in point. Uh, FTW. And then they'll reboot it again. It'll be a third time. No! <laughs> hey, as long as it's got money. Dark Mirror. It. Dark Mirror. They got to do the Dark Mirror universe. Now, speaking of reboots, <sighs> casting continues on for Columbia's as of yet untitled Spider Man reboot. And it looks like Dennis Leary may be soon to join the cast of already impressive list of names. Goblin. Uh, Leary's in negotiations to play Captain George Stacy, father of Gwen Stacy, Holy played by Emma Stone. What? What the? <laughs> Gwen Stacy is uh, Peter Parker's uh, love interest in the director Mark Webb's new movie. Uh, Leary will step into the role played by James Cromwell, originally in Star Trek First Contact and Babe, in the last movie of the franchise that director Sam Raimi did for Spider-Man 3. Uh, Leary would join uh, other recent additions that we've mentioned, uh, Martin Sheen as Ben Parker, Sally Field as May Parker. So, And uh, Reese Ifans, is that how you say it? Reese Ifans? As Dr. Kurt Connors, a.k.a. The Lizard. Mm, Emma Stone. Yeah, Spider-Man reboot set to be released July third, twenty twelve. You know what? I had that same damn reaction having right now until they started releasing these damn names. I'm just I, this soured. is this is some actor cred. Whatever. I'm just soured on the franchise now. Yeah, but if they do it right, they. But this, this is, is the, the same new franchise. Reason, this is the same reason I almost went to see an 
an Uwe Boll movie because Ben Kingsley was in it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Ben Kingsley, now you know how to get Torgo really to whore out his audience dollars. <laughs> okay, they did a good job with rebooting Batman because that absolutely needed it. And... It, <laughs> Hey, I got news on Batman, too. Oh, what do, okay, what do you got? What do you got? All right, after shooting the third Cape Crusader flick for Christopher Nolan next year, Christian Bale will hang up the cape and cowl for good. Aw. While out doing press for the fighter, Bale let it slip that The Dark Knight Rises will be his final goal round as the protector of Gotham City. Quote, I believe, believe unless Chris Nolan says different, this will be the last time I am playing Batman. Which also leads many to believe that The Dark Knight Rises will be Nolan's final film in the, van- at the Batman franchise as well. Damn. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can't expect them to do it forever. No, you can't. I, no, I'm, I'm, really can. I'm happy with three good ones. Yeah. Three good ones is good, because if you do too many, it could get to the part of, you know, point of overkill, and you're just kind of done with it. There's just so many stories that could be told. And they probably still yes. would be told, but with a different director and a different Batman. Are they ever going to do JLA? I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. Uh, you know, I think it's a little campy. What's funny do. is that JLA comes in a little later. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Not seriously, because I mean, there's there's been the rumored Unlimited, Superman okay. Batman crossover movie for, for like Ever. years. Yeah, um, and but, then you know, it's, but they got to do Superman right first. Right, <laughs> I, I understand this, <laughs> which is casting right now. By the way, yeah. Superman is now casting as we speak. Right. And uh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna hawk a product here. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Thanks to the clever work of artist Paul Pape. You can get a mini model of yourself frozen in carbonite. Awesome. From That's this site, awesome. just send your picture to paulpape at gmail.com. Oh, I knew it was for Christmas. And I will sculpt the likeness from the, cl- <laughs> from the clothes to the pose. Will you choose the classic pose or something more whimsical? The choice is yours. The model, which Pape crafts from plastic and a polymer clay called Super Sculpty, costs only $50.00. Of course, it's a mere 4.25 inches high. It's a diminutive version of the one seen in Empire Strikes Back. Pape will only craft 200 pieces before the holidays, so now is the best time to get a statuette of yourself clawing your way to freedom. As Pape says on his site, each custom carbonite is sculpted to look like whomever you choose. Okay, so I get it. He already has the, the model for the, for the piece, mm-hmm. and then he just sculpts your, sculpts you. your face, you. basically. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but how and much it, is it? 50. Uh, 50, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's like nothing. And, uh, and uh, I saw Compared an example of his work. Of it, it's, he's pretty good. And he's you good just send in uh, a picture, a number of pictures? Uh, it says a picture, but I'm sure you could do a number of pictures if you want to get crafty. Good angles or yeah. make sure he gets enough. Yeah, there was some company that was doing life-size sculpts of that. You, you had to go in and they would mold pieces of your body See, independently. that's a little harder because... But it was a lot more only expensive. Only certain people have room for that, first of all. True. I mean, it would have to, it would be like six feet tall on your on right. you know. Four point five inches is awesome. The best thing you can I put ever it right saw on your desk. Yeah, there you was go. the Han Solo frozen in carbonite desk. Yeah. Where it's oh, Han yeah. Solo and it's a glass desk on top. Yep. And it lights up. I want it. <laughs> After numerous Blizzard officials have expressed their interest in expanding Diablo three to consoles, an official announcement no. regarding this possibility has been released on the Diablo 3 community website. The message states that the studio is currently looking for new employees to fill some, quote, senior console-related positions. No! Though the game is being developed to be played with a mouse and keyboard, but Blizzard has stated that, quote, with proper care, the gameplay could suit the console format, unquote. 
the, uh, the announcement specifically adds that this should not be regarded as an announcement of a future Diablo 3 console adaptation, but that Blizzard is merely exploring options to create one. The current development of the game is solely focused on the PC and Mac platforms, and this version will not be delayed by a possible console adaptation. Okay. You, ha- you happier? Uh, I, yes, I okay. believe Blizzard would say that. Yeah, yeah no. Matt was applying for a job for them. I wonder... And they must be posting already. Really? And so was everyone. I know. So <laughs> I won't hold my breath. But no, I think... Why don't you want them to put it on a platform? Why don't I put console? them to put it on console? Because consoles dumb down games like that. You cannot have a real-time strategy game on a console. You can't. You just can't freaking do it. And by the same reasoning, you can't have a game that's so detailed like Diablo on a console... There's just too many little things. You need a mouse and keyboard to play that properly. They're going to bring Torchlight. Why? <laughs> because they're going to sell a lot doing it. Yeah, well, Torchlight's, well, Torchlight's a simple Light's game. basic. It's a basic Tor- version of something like it's that. It's a basic Diablo, but really when it comes down to it, it's not that different. It's not that different, but it's basic, and it can be basic. I, it looks basic, but I don't see how it's any more basic than Diablo. Then again, I don't know it's all going into three. So, right. But based on Diablo 2, it seems about the same. Now, the Lone Ranger has been slowly picking a path back to the movie screens. In September, we're filtered out that the Pirates of the Caribbean director, Gore Verbinski, was in talks to direct a new version of the story for producer Jerry Bruckheimer, with Johnny Depp in the cast. <laughs> of course. No. It's now official. Disney is moving is he gonna forward be tonto? on... Gore Verbinski's <laughs> Lone Ranger. I know it. No word yet on who'll play Lone Ranger, but Johnny Depp is set to play Tonto. Ha! Voyeur Told you. <laughs> finds the wounded ranger and keeps him alive yep. through sexual <laughs> contact. Told you. Told you. Wait, no, it, Wait, didn't, what? Say, it didn't say the last what? part, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slip there. Uh, so, Brokheimer's the new uh, Tim Burton in terms of keeping him yes, yeah, millions and jillions yeah. of dollars. I don't know. They're, they're kind of pulling at his arms. He might split. <laughs> <laughs> Two Johnny Depps. I used to listen to the Lone Ranger radio right. show when I was a kid. All right, Kimo Savvy, you got it. Mm-hmm. Who we? All right, let's face. do uh, some uh, quick uh, video game numbers before we go to the big list, all right? Okay. Uh, any doubts as to whether the lack of Infinity War label on Call of Duty Black Ops would translate to less sales or put to rest on the game's 350 million plus launch day? The next four days didn't slow the sales too much either. The game going on to make $650 million in revenue across all regions, a full $100 million above the previous record holder, Activision's own Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 from last year. So yes, wow. it is now the leader to beat. People don't care so much about who's making the game so much as they care about the gameplay. That's true. And the gameplay's solid. It is true. So. Yep. And the 5 million by year's end claim doesn't seem all that out of the realm of possibility now. Microsoft has reported the launch sales for the Kinect motion control system have topped 1 million in its first 10 days on shelves. Let me tell you something about the Kinect. <laughs> all right? Oh, tell me something, please. Okay. The king pissed me off. The king pissed you off? The king. The Burger King. Yeah. Did he connect something? I work right next to a Burger King. Okay. I work right next to a new Burger King. All right. And so I figured, okay, if the king's going around to all these Burger Kings or whatever, sure as shit, he's got to come to my, for my Burger King. They're, they're doing a promotion where he travels and hands out connects. person to eat a Whopper at that Burger King. I waited outside. I even posted it first with my face. <laughs> so, sure enough, Trees in the back says, hey, Barry, come back out, come out here. I was like, what? The, the, the king 
the king is at the Burger King. I'm like, oh, which is awesome for me because I have a little king bobblehead. Okay. He does. He on really my, does. On my desk. I've seen it. Right? It, I love the king. He's awesome. He's so creepy. Right. So there's, there's the king. Hey, everybody, I'm the king. You know, he's not saying anything. Right, right. That's what he would say. That's what he, he would. could talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I guess I must have missed him or something because when he was inside, he, he was outside filming a, a bit with a bunch of TV people. Okay. And then he never came inside. I went inside, bought a Whopper, sat down, and waited for the king to come in. So I could say, hey, king, I love your stuff. Can I have a connect? And then he didn't come inside. He drove away. And then later on, I found out he went to some other Burger King and gave away a connect. <laughs> Maybe he was waiting for his... You know. And an Xbox Slim and two games. Well, maybe he just didn't see you. Yeah. Maybe you should have just waited outside for him and said, Hey, King. Maybe he jumped around in his face. Well, gotta go nowhere else. Up and down. I'm Barry. I teach the awesome your course at CSN. You, you should know <laughs> yeah, me. There you go. I give away free fries to your Burger King every time I teach. You know what it was? Jealousy. Oh, is that what it was? He was uh, jealous. Hmm. Is that why he has a connect and you don't? You can't. (laughs) (laughs) He got so many, he giving them away. I don't even want one. I just want something free. That's all. (laughs) I want something free that's expensive. I got something free for you. What's that? (laughs) No, not that. (laughs) No, 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 no. And finally, number wise, uh, the sequel to last year's universally panned skateboarding title, Tony Hawk Ride, Tony Hawk Shred, has failed to sell more than 3,000 units across all platforms in North America. Wow! Wow! It was released. Week of release. The title, which was released on October 26th, utilizes the same skateboarding peripheral that was the most prominent source of criticism for the last installment of the series. Last year, Tony Hawk Ride sold over 110,000 units in approximately twice as much time, with over half of those being sold for the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> so yeah, 3,000 under 3,000 units in its wow. first week of release. Uh, so by NeverSoft, it was nice knowing you. Yeah, they were a decent company at one point. Hey, Tony Tony Hawk was a great series at one t- once in its life. I yeah. really enjoyed those games. Look forward to it when it came out. The last one they released for the Xbox. The first one they released for the Xbox 360 was the last one I tried, and I was underwhelmed and never went back. Man, it'll never be as good as 720 in the arcades. Remember Nothing that? It'll be as good as 720. <laughs> yeah. People killed themselves on that game. Been that thing. Ugh. Trackball games, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Catch your finger, your hand. In oh, that. I hate that. When you, you, oh, ooh. The little pinch when you, yeah. Yeah, the little pinch when you grab your hand. The, that old football game real really used to do that, it. And then oh. your finger gets caught in between there, and you're like, oh, my God. Well, I used to have a coin-op game when I was a kid in my house. It was mm-hmm. Reactor, and it was a trackball. And I was oh, always right, catching my hand in that. Yeah, son of a... Yeah, you'd have blood blisters going on. Spoiled little brat. A little bit. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> and that description of Barry brings us to the big list. <laughs> big list! Yes. This week's list. 13 awesome and awful pilots for sci-fi series we never got to see. We from, never got to see. From Blaster.com. Cool. cool. All right. Most of them premiered, would have premiered on the sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, every year, the network commissions scores of TV shows that the public at large will never see. Here are some of the more noteworthy sci-fi outings that died a quick death. Now, you can go to Blaster.com to see some video examples of some of these. They have some of the pilots available for watch yeah. there. Well, so I've, I've seen the pilot of Buffy. Okay. And uh, they had Sarah Michelle Gellar, but then Willow was played by this 
really overweight really? girl. Yeah, they totally changed character. I mean, it, it's interesting to watch one of those. I that, do like doing that. Yeah, to turn into such a huge success to watch the pilot, and you're like, wow, this is totally different. Oh, yeah. Well, here's some of the ones that certainly didn't make it. Well, wait a minute. What question? Where, where are these shown? They're not. They're just kind of like in the These are vault. things that eventually got, they were like submitted to the uh, the uh, television the companies. Powers of being, and yeah. they just never went anywhere? And they said, no, we don't want it. But they still remained on a tape somewhere. Someone right. eventually would take that. And sometimes you see them sold at uh, cons in the uh, pirate well, section. Well, sometimes, though, they get updated and made into a show That's you know, true. I, later. I, I have an example of one of those in here. But uh, huh. but some of them find their way to the internets too. So so look some of these up if you're interested. Love the first one is called Doorways from 1993. Notable cast members members are Carrie Ann Moss, Kurtwood Smith, Robert Nepper, wow. Hugo Award winning author George R R Martin, a Song of Fire and Ice fame, wrote and produced this ABC pilot, which set its main cast traveling through the titular doorways into parallel worlds. Sounds like sliders. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's sliders. As this is ninety three though. How, when did sliders come out? Maybe um, uh, sure that after. wasn't. It? Yes. Yeah, so when was close. my secret close. identity? Yeah. 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 Well, as the lore has it, ABC was torn between greenlighting doorways or Lois and Clark, and clearly they went for Superman. Yeah, because it was you know. Number oh, two, one that I actually version. have in my collection that I bought from some crazy fool at some con. Heat Vision and Jack from 1999. What the yep. hell? Yeah, that's, it's awesome. Notable cast members Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Ron Silver. Owen Wilson, really, on a TV show. Directed by Ben Stiller, this oh. camptastic adventure found Black playing Jack Austin, a former astronaut who draws super intelligence from the sun's rays, and Wilson <laughs> voicing his talking motorcycle, Heat Vision. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fox amazingly declined to pick the show up. I'm I'm amazed by this. But it's become a cult curiosity, one that's pretty readily found on the internet. Where is it? it. We need to watch it. It's it's alphabetizing that collection. Crap. We should throw that in when we're done here. Number three, The Time Tunnel from 2002. Noble okay. cast members David Conrad, Neil Grayston, Tawny Cypress. That sounds familiar. That's because it's a BBC remake. When the Department of Energy experiment using hot fusion goes awry, it creates a time storm which whips through the past, changing history. After anchoring a time tunnel in the present, the DOE sends a team through the tunnel to correct the damage to timelines. Oh, Time Cop. Or no, what was it, that TV series that was on that he did that every week? Well, there was a there was an original time tunnel. Yes, Fox, um, in the this was 60s, an update right? of the 1966 Irwin Allen series. Yep, uh, Fox declined to pick it up in favor of Firefly, and for that we should all be thankful. Except they didn't give Firefly much of a chance. And they probably so far, that's a chance they would have given Time Tunnel. Yeah, I'm so sure. far it's a list of TV series that didn't have a chance to get canceled in their first season. Okay, <laughs> this says Sliders was 1995. All right, so so they took it and then slightly changed the premise, probably. Yeah. Someone heard the idea. Ah, much much like slide, a lot of people what, think that Babylon 5 ended up becoming Star Trek Deep Space Nine because uh, uh, Straczynski says he pitched it. He says, I'm not going to say they ripped me off, but I'm going to say I pitched it to Paramount, and then a few months later, Star Trek Deep Space Nine hits the air. Sounds like a ripoff. Yeah. Well, you know. <clears throat> it takes a f- more than a few months, doesn't it, yeah, to right. get one of those on, well, on board? Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay. So I, I could have the exact Yeah, the times. timing actually works to his advantage on that argument. Yeah. Uh, number four, Eastwick, 2002. Notable cast members, uh, Jason O'Mara, Marsha Cross, Lori Laughlin. I saw that. Uh, I you... thought they did that. 
Hold on. You okay. know the story. Three wronged women. All of them have <clears throat> talent for magic. Some of the demonically delicious Daryl Van Horn, who seduces the trio, right. helps them unleash havoc in their small they little island re- hamlet. They actually put it on ABC last year, and it only lasted like a few episodes. John Updike's The Witches of Eastwick was adapted as the 1987 Jack Nicholson film, and three different pilots. Three. The first in 1992, this one in 2002, and... Another in 2009. That's the one that ah. actually went to series. Yeah. Huh. And it only lasted a few episodes. Indeed. So someone knew what they were doing in the first two iterations, I guess. And number five is Ultraviolet from 2000. Notable cast members uh, Idris Elba, Majkin Abmik, and uh, Before True Blood made them a crazy, sexy maniac. And Twilight made them sparkly. The BBC made vampires and hunting them. An ultra modern affair. And then America got its hands on it, and according to producer Howard Gordon, frankly, we screwed it up, and it didn't come out that well, so Fox killed it. <laughs> well, they did the movie. Was that a vampire one? Oh, was, I never saw it. There was a, it was a different. Yeah, I think pilot the, was a... It was uh, based off of BBC series. BBC series. Hmm. Yeah, this one was about vampires. I see uh, the ultraviolet of the movies was like clones or something. Okay. I, I I saw the movie. I don't remember much about it because it was that forgettable. There you go. Number six, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl hmm. from 2001. Wow. <laughs> Notable cast members, Marky Post. What? Marky Post of Night Court fame? That's the one. Wow. Taking place 25 years after the events of the original 1976 Sid and Marty Croft show, this tragically unaired pilot for the WB portrayed Electra Woman as, to quote Wikipedia, a disillusioned, bitter, sexually promiscuous alcoholic. Quote. <laughs> and wow. this didn't get made into a and profoundly that's, that's kind filled of with the, regret. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a Viewmaster, and they had Electra Woman and Dinah Girl things. And I was like, I always wondered who the hell these two were. And they almost had their own series. Wow. In 2001, no less. Number seven, Justice League of America from 1997. Oh, yeah. Notable cast members, uh, Miguel Ferrer and David Ogensters. Yeah, that one's famous. If you can imagine a Justice League without Superman, Wonder Woman, or Batman shot on a chintzy TV budget and oddly preoccupied with the weather, the lead was a hot female meteorologist turned superhero, and the villain was called the Weatherman, then this debacle is for you. Wow. Yeah, that one's been out on tape. I've seen that. It is genuinely awful. And not on the 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 Adam Flash, uh Guy Gardner, who isn't really Guy Gardner but has his costume Green Lantern, and uh I can't remember some of the other heroes are mentored by David Ogden Styers as Martian Manhunter, which they don't do a hell of a lot just just take from take him from Mash and spray paint him green, and you essentially <laughs> have what he looked like. <laughs> and they basically kind of made it a DC X Men. All these people got these mysterious powers, and and Martian Manhunter got them together. No, I'm sorry, John Jones got them together to help them cope with their powers and. Poor Flash always was eating because of his high metabolism, and wow. Guy Gardner <laughs> and Green Lantern couldn't get dates or something. I'm like done that. now. Oh yeah, dude! It, it, wow, they change channel. They yes. they dr- dropped the ball and then kicked it across the field through the <laughs> goalposts of Ick. Kind of like they dropped it with Smallville. That sucks too, because David Ogden Stars was a really good actor. 
Oh, he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. What is he in? That's um, just sad. Especially it happened in Hollywood. Look it up, folks. Yeah. Winchester in, um, in MASH. In, uh, MASH. Um, he's okay, guest star. MASH was a little before my time. Come on, Deb. You know MASH is super syndication. I watched MASH in syndication. I never watched it yeah. in prime time. Well, okay, well, I watched it. Well, I just didn't watch it because it was, you know, boring. <laughs> You'd recognize him if you see him. He's been yeah. in a ton of things. Yeah. He's not the, the older guy with the gray that always has gray He's kind of baldy. Bald. Yeah. Balding. Okay. And, and again, I want to remind you out there that if... If you're interested in seeing some of these, quite a few of these are available to watch on uh, Blaster. So, all right, check it out if you're interested. Number eight, Earth Angels, 2001. Notable cast members Nicholas Lee and Rick Worthy. Created by Anne Rice. Hmm. This New York City set story of warring angels is, in her words, quote, about five very beautiful, good, and potentially dangerous angels who work undercover as humans on a whole range of assignments that come to them through prayer. They work like detectives in a virtual angel precinct house, and they have very close relationships with each other. They have all chosen their Earth assignment for fitting their neutral gender and their complete recall of heaven, unquote. At least that was her intention. Best laid plans went awry, and NBC declined to pick it up. That sounds so boring. Uh, yeah. Charlie's, it sounds like Charlie's Angels to me. I don't know. If it's yeah, just because the angel's in the so title that goes to my head. But. Boring. Number nine, Global Frequency, 2005. Really? No- like the comic? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's the one. Notable <laughs> cast members Michelle Forbes and Josh Hopkins. Based on Warren Ellis's comic miniseries, this pilot took his idea of sort of crowdsourced team of crisis interventionalists and orientated it around two main characters, Sean Flynn and Dr. Katrina Fitch who were sent on wantonly dangerous mission by the mysterious Miranda Zero, Michelle Forbes. A change in leadership at the WB doomed this pilot, though it has been pirated a lot. Hmm. That was a decent comic series. Number 10, Area 57, 2007. Ooh. Noble cast members Paul Rubens, Jane Lynch, and Matthew Lillard. Pee-wee! <laughs> yeah. Here's NBC's official press release for the show they declined to pick up. Quote, Taking on the challenge of a classified mission in a top-secret location is hard enough. Throw in a dysfunctional crew that despises you and an alien that makes fun of you, and you've got one bizarre challenge on your hands. So what if Colonel Stephen Isaac's new career move turns out to be more punishment than promotion? He's ready for it. Foul extraterrestrial body emissions? No problem. Random objects falling from the sky? He's got it covered. Dirty looks and dirtier rumors? No worries. The laughs are all in a day's work in this unique comedy. Apparently, what? we weren't ready for a sci-fi comedy on t- Elements of that sound like American Dad. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Roger. Action. Roger yeah. the alien and his weird bodily excretions. Yeah. yeah. Number 11, Dark Shadows, 2004. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Noble cast members Blair Brown, Kelly Hu, Alec Newman. A remake of the 1966-1971 horror soap centered around the vampire Barnabas Collins and the supernatural doings that seemed to emanate from the Collinswood mansion. This was another failed attempt by the WB to tap into the geek audience they left behind when they let Buffy migrate to UPN and canceled Angel. I still think Dark Shadows and any remake of it on TV is doomed. Well, that's why they're doing the movie. Tim yeah. Burton, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's In okay. between his... 
forays between the two directors. Man. But who is that movie for? Who's, who even remembers what Dark Shadows was about? I, and I think that's part of the point. Uh, one, it's a beloved thing that Tim Burton's got that he wants to still embrace. And I think he's going to make it very Burton-y, which it could use. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, I have to say that, you know, Burton doing some kind of horror thing themed like that, I, I, that makes total sense. Yeah. Up so, his alley. Fearless, 2003, noble cast members Rachel Lee Cook, Ian mm. Solmerhalder. Gaia Moore was born without the ability to feel, feel fear, and somehow her body compensates for this by giving her enhanced strength, senses, and reflexes. <laughs> so naturally, she joins the FBI. Uh. But no one would get to see this. The WB didn't buy it, both literally and figuratively. Blame. And finally, number 13, Red Dwarf USA, 1992. I remember that was... Uh... Being pitched around and never got bought. Notable cast members, Craig Bierko, Jane Levies, and Terry Farrell. Maybe there is such a thing as too British. The original UK version of the beloved space char- space-based character comedy ran from 1988 to, ni- sorry, 1988 to 1999. It spawned novels, radio shows, magazines, even a role-playing game. It could not, however, spawn an American version even after NBC tried with two pilots. Hmm. That's too British. It is, there it is, too I never saw Red Dwarf. I know you know, I haven't either. Any anybody here? Fans? I've I've seen bits of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I know like, they, like they individual were showing episodes. things on BBC America a couple yeah. years back. Nah. I've I seen individual episodes, but not enough to tie it together for a full series where I can go, oh, that's what this whole thing. Did I do anything it for you? Uh, it's it's kind of dry. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, you know, as Barry said, it's very, very British. British. Um, there are some amusing aspects to it, but. It's you, old British too. I, I I really feel like this would have been something I would needed to have seen from the beginning, beginning to, really to get some of the jokes yeah. that I was being presented. I always felt that way about Doctor Who, which is why I was so hesitant to get into it. Oh, but the new well, Doctor Who is so oh, I agree. great. The, the the current five series that they've released of Doctor Who though have been tapped enough of right. the history that you're kind of brought up to speed, but they can stand alone without having to have had watched the other 40 plus right, years of man of uh hard Who. watching i've tried oh yeah we tried too there was, we couldn't no. even oh my god yeah. it was so <clears throat> cheesy and so bad it's like original star trek no offense to you know oh wow i still wow. like my tom like, baker episodes Ooh. doctor who <laughs> even though yes they are kind of cheesy and outdated i think the oh, worst is when, i think the worst is when they're supposed to be on a spaceship and you can tell it's a very square room on a set Somewhere in some studio. The furniture's right. made of wood. Yeah. Doctor, let's face it. Doctor Who didn't receive a budget till uh, till this new yeah. generation. Yeah. There's just no budget. No, they were they were showing five episodes a week, um, for God, what was it? Sixty five episodes four? a week. Yeah. So it was, was basically right? your, like your daytime drama. It was like a soap opera. Yeah. There were like five thirty minute episodes. Sci-fi soap presented opera. As a, that's cool though. Yeah. It was, well, that's why they do the one one hour a week episode now versus the five half hour episodes. Yeah, because that to budget give you a, would cause each, still thin. Each yeah, each um, story was basically five episodes long, and you know you had each of these half hours put together, so you basically had a full week, a full movie worth of Doctor Who every week. Wow. And that was part of why the budgets were stretched so thin. Plus, Makes the time sense. that they were doing it, you know, you couldn't do yeah. movie-quality special effects on a TV show right. budget, which they can now with the current series with the CG and right. 
and and the fact that they are throwing money at this. We expect it now. Yeah, so, yeah, they can do the, the well, one but, but hour. But see, now they can do things on the computer that make it look like it's actually happening. And right. they don't True. actually have to blow things up in real life, which costs a lot more money. Yeah. And they can make locations look like other locations. Exactly. So they can go, you know, five miles from, you know, their base of operations and shoot something and then put, oh, look, yeah. he's in a mountainous range. Exactly. They just Photoshop in the mountain. Instead of having to build a set for every yeah. new thing that they CGI need. CGI used well. Yeah, yeah it's, well. it's done well. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that, yeah, it's much much more convenient for them to produce it. Why does it everyone always say I after CG? Good I didn't say CG. I did. Oh. I certainly said CGI. I see a lot of... I, I hear you see. I hear a lot of people say that. Why, what's, what's the I stand for? Yeah, imagery. what does it stand for? It used to say, stand for computer-generated imagery. imagery. Aha! Ah, okay, yeah. thank you. You didn't know this? No, I always just said CG. You know, Which like... is short for CGI. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to call it C. Yeah. <laughs> um, the short form of the That's what you sail on, fool. I'm, How about I'm you just... out there? What do you sail on? <laughs> write to us. Comments at earlycowshow.com. <laughs> or write to us in, in the comment section on the webpage. We love that stuff. And, of course, now, friend us on Facebook. Thank you for all of your reviews on iTunes. It really goes a long way to help. And, of course, watch The Ugly Couch Show, where we tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. Stay tuned very soon. We're going to have our gorgeous Gamer Girls episode up there, which was very entertaining, very nice, a lot of fun. Yes. And yes. so... Uh, I have some teaser photos to post. Yes. yes. And, and the best part of it, they're all great girls, and they know their stuff. Yeah. They're, These aren't they were fakes. awesome. Yeah. They're, they're the real deal, folks. Yeah, we spent the whole hour after we were done shooting the episode. I'm like this fool Barry sitting talking from me, geek. faker. I don't know nothing about video games. <laughs> He's I'm a phony. A He's a big phony. nerds. <laughs> but that Welcome. is it for this Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlorg. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And Deb. And we'll uh, see you next week in Geek. You always Bye. say C. C. I don't always. I intentionally did it this to time. To oh. see if you guys were going to step on it. You did. Hey, I, Deb's I, old. You're good. We're Sorry? Step on your throat. Deb's old. Deb's old? Wait, you're 21, 22? 30. 30. See how I did that? Tomorrow. That explains that. the walker. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll be turning 30 in two years, so I'll, I'll be joining you soon. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> liar! <laughs> <laughs> liar! You remember the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> old dorks. 